Welcome into Inside LAFC Podcast, a very special edition. My name is Max Bretos, joining you from the City View Club here at Founders at BMO Stadium. Right behind me, one of the great views in any sports venue anywhere downtown Los Angeles. So many of you I know who have been in this building have enjoyed it. Speaking of the podcast, you're going to really enjoy this. We are going to be with Larry Friedman, the co-president of the club. You know him. You love him. He will talk about everything, the state of the club, the Apple TV relationship, LAFC2, the academy, what has happened in this building, the concerts, a thorough conversation with the man who oversees it all. And I will tell you this, and I've said it in the past, even though they won MLS Cup in 2022, what has happened in 2023 is the biggest year in club history on the field and certainly off of it. And Larry will fill you in with all the details on a very special podcast we will also talk about Minnesota United because after all, they scored five goals and we got to talk about what Denny Buwanga did. I called the game. That's why I'm a little bit hoarse. I got my money's worth. And we'll preview what's happening this weekend as LAFC head to Austin to face Austin FC. And I'll let you know what a result there would mean for the black and gold. A very special Inside LAFC podcast with Larry Friedman starts right now. Welcome back. I didn't talk about the heat. I know many of you are experiencing that. It's on a Thursday. We had fall weather, and just like this, it's back to summer. I'm wearing the jacket. We'll be doing uh, a special event here with LA Works. We're very excited about that. Larry Friedman's here. We'll get to that interview here shortly. You're going to love it, and you are going to be energized about where this club is headed because they are doing things that no other MLS club is doing. Very few clubs on the planet are doing. This is a club with incredible vision. And you may have to be patient with some of it, but you will see the results this year, next year, five years, 10 years, 20 years. Exciting time to be affiliated with LAFC. We won't talk about Real Salt Lake or this long stretch where LAFC were laboring to score goals because in a cathartic game in the final home match of the season right here, LAFC fell behind to Minnesota United and then just set loose on the loons to win it 5-1, a result they really needed to have knowing about the unknown of these last two games, which will occur at Austin. MLS will observe the international break, and then they'll wrap up with a trip to Vancouver, which we all know has been a very tough place for the black and gold historically. So you needed to get something in your home game, and you need to get something against Austin if you want to hit a realistic target, which is top four in the West. So you get home field advantage in that first round of the quarterfinals. Remember, it would be home game. It's best of three away. LAFC, if they win the first two, they advance. or they lose the first two, they're out. And then you get that second home game to protect yourself. So that is very valuable. Uh, basically, you're saying, is a team going to come in here and beat LAFC twice? That would be very difficult. So there's a good goal. And if you can finish second, you can't catch St. Louis City, but then if – you get to a Western final, and St. Louis City, who's an expansion club, isn't there. You get to host it here. So, a lot to play for. Points are essential. Certainly, goals are, too. Denny Bawanga. Now, I've had discussions with people on the league. They say LAFC relies too much on Denny Bawanga. And, yes, they do. But if that guy can keep doing this, then let him show us the way. Uh, 
Fufu Krastev scored a goal. Uh, Kike, Kike Oliveira will get credit for a goal in my books. It was an own goal, but he applied so much pressure. It's going to happen. Carlos Vela, we're in downtown LA, so you get all the sights and sounds, by the way. I love it. Makes you feel comfortable. Makes you realize, you know, the beauty of where we are. Carlos Vela had that Chilena attempt. And then Denny Buanga, who now has 30 goals in all competitions. 30 goals. He has got, what, 17 in MLS, where he, now he is alone as the golden boot leader. That matters. Carlos Vela was a golden boot in 2019. Diego Rossi was the golden boot in 2020. Now you get a third different player to do it. It's still going to be difficult because there's several guys right on his heels. But a third, a hat trick in the first half, never been done by LAFC. The fourth hat trick of the season, remember, CONCACAF Champions League slash Cup, Leagues Cup, MLS, and now MLS again. This is uncharted waters. Uh, could have scored that Campeones Cup goal. We don't want to go back there. I will a little bit. But that just goes to show you how in form and how electrifying he is. I also want to say, I posted on my social media, Denny Buanga, 30, 40 minutes after the game ended, was here signing every autograph, taking every photo. It was an unbelievable to watch. We all love this man for what, for what a good guy he is, but more so what he's doing on the field. And so be it. If that is your, your source of goals, you go with it. LAFC defensively has been really, really good. You've got to be thrilled about that. And they came out. And they hammered Minnesota. And this was the most important game of the year for Minnesota United. They are probably not going to make the playoffs. They're not mathematically eliminated, but this defeat pushes them out of real consideration. We shall see. I would also say Dane St. Clair, the Minnesota goalkeeper, nine saves. So five goals could have easily been more. We saw what Kike Oliveira did. I spoke to John Thorington after the game. And I go, well, we got, hopefully he gets one of those. And John said to me, I love a player who misses a chance and then doesn't get down and comes back moments later, which he did on multiple occasions, to try and pursue that goal. It will come. Uh, a really impressive look from Minnesota United, uh, from LAFC against Minnesota United. They are in third place. Seattle won, so they move up. you got to be leery about what's happening. It's still very tightly packed from two to six. Austin FC, who won on the weekend too, hanging on to playoff hopes by a thread. A team that LAFC has had really good success against the one game down there in 2022 being the exception. This is the game I think LAFC can lock it down. You win this, they will finish no worse than fourth, probably finish no worse than third, potentially could finish in second when you look at the schedules of other teams. So a big game there. Then you get the international break to recharge the batteries. Some players will go on international duty, no doubt about it. And then October 21st, decision day at Vancouver. But hopefully the pressure is off. Great night, Wednesday night. Great to see you all out here. LAFC get the three points. More importantly, they get the five goals. Coming up next on Inside LAFC Podcast, an intimate conversation with Larry Friedman, the co-president of LAFC, and we will talk about all topics about the club on the field, off the club, about the stadium. Stick around for that. You're going to really enjoy it.
We're back here at the glorious Founders Club, the City View, and I'm very well accompanied, co-president of LAFC, uh, Larry Friedman. How, how has life been with Thorington? Looking over all of this. It's been fantastic. It's been, as I always say, frenetic <laughs> between all of the adventures we've had with the first team, the Shield, the playoff run, going back a little bit, you know, he and I became co-presidents in the depths of COVID. So working to bring the entire organization through that experience, come out the other side poised for success. And thankfully we have found several measures of success uh, since we came out of COVID, both on the pitch and off the pitch. It has been tremendous to see all of that because we remember uh, how, how dire times were and now we have the stadium, it's been busy. And let's go back to MLS Cup. Uh, it's a very special moment because... Let's. Let's go back. <laughs> but, Larry, it's been... I, I was talking to some of the folks ago. You just think of the big events here from MLS Cup, then into 2024, the CONCACAF Champions League slash Cup Final. You have the big game against Miami, which we'll talk about individually, was incredible. Campeones Cup and over again. It's, you just think about the volume of games. Sure. What sticks out about what this building's been able to do, this club has been able to do? I think what sticks out most is that feeling of how it started, how it's going. And you think back to, you know, how small of a group it was when this all started. And we all looked at each other in, room, in a room and said, well, we have these expansion rights. Now what do we do? And to think that we've had these experiences, whether through music, which I know you appreciate as much as anybody, to think that, you know, on a stage behind us, the likes of Axl Rose slash Carlos Santana, Lindsey Buckingham Killers. came out and played with the Killers. And Lindsey Buckingham, my favorite. Uh, right. Um, those are amazing experiences outside of the world of football. We launched Angel City on this field. And to think of the incredible moments and events with the first team, whether it was that first supporter shield, the rain delay game with Houston back in 2018, and then you get into playoff matches, you know, the first time we vanquished the Galaxy in the conference semifinal, the run to the cup that included yet another vanquishing of the Galaxy in a playoff match, run through Austin, who had beaten us twice in the regular season. What a memory on you, Friedman. Yeah, He's right? rattling them off. And then <laughs> um, that cup match, you know, we don't need to say it because others have said might be the best final in our league's 20-some-odd-year history might be the best MLS match ever played. Uh, all I know is that for me, and I'm sure for you and others, it was one of the wildest emotional roller coasters that a human being could ever ride on. I relive it over and over again. And I just think about how fortunate I have been and you have been to sure. share these memories. Sure. But if you come into this building and share one memory, whether it's the CLAFC, whether it's to see Angel City, whether it's to see a concert, I mean, that stays with you. I stand by, and I go to a lot of shows. Sure. And you don't have the, 
the, the, the effect. You don't have the experience that you have here. And I saw the Foo Fighters next year. I mean, th this is a magical place. What has your reaction been when you – can you stop sometimes? I know you're busy and watch the game or watch the show and say, this is something else. I haven't experienced anything like this. I have those moments where – and just to, you know, use a specific example, for me, I remember watching MTV as a much younger person – and the Guns N' Roses Sweet Child of Mine video was in kind of that power rotation, right? And the way that video was shot and the performances of the band, they were all hanging out with their girlfriends. And that song just had a place in my memory, in my life. And to think that I was standing in our director's box when Slash hit that opening riff on a stage at this stadium, our building, our show, was a mind-blowing experience. And I've been exceedingly fortunate to... We've been stacking these, Max. We've been stacking these experiences. Got to keep the people happy. Yeah, so whether, whether it's music, and look, you know, we've had music here of all kinds... So there's been something for everybody where other people could have had that moment, whether it was with Rufus the Soul or Blackpink or whomever, and there's more to come. And with the, with the LAFC football, it's, you know, it started the minute we opened the doors in the 93rd minute and Simon hits an improbable free kick and Stefan Fry boots it. And as they say, the rest is history. But then... You know, the next year we open here against Sporting and Jordan Harvey, I call it a pass. He says the ball bounced off his shin and Dio buries it again late to win. So the Hollywood endings here in Hollywood, California, just continue. You'd be a great broadcaster because of the way you retain these moments. And you describe them so specifically. So we'll, we'll discuss that afterwards. I was going to say, you know some people I, at Apple, I, I right? know some people. I know, some, I know you know some people at MLS. And, and we've seen Don Garber coming here. They've got to be blown away with the game experience. I, I, I want to talk specifically about Inter-Miami. Sure. They, look, all these games that we mentioned have been remarkable. And I won't forget being here. But the Inter-Miami game was surreal. Um, we know Field Club 10 with Rich down there is, is something else that's incredible to experience. But this, the cavalcade of celebrities, and you're used to that because you, you sit next to Will Ferrell, to me, is the top celebrity we've ever had in here. The, the number one celebrity falconer, or honorary falconer, I should say, Congratulations, in the history Will. of the club, and he patted his lead last <laughs> night while leading us to victory. What is that, three? Four? I think he's at five. Five? Six. Joe says six, right. Joe because, Madden giving us the... Because in 2020, he would have done it for the opener against Inter-Miami, I believe. Like Michael Jordan, six. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what was, if any reaction from the league, there's something went after that Inter-Miami game with Prince Harry and uh, I mean, sure. Leo DiCaprio. Sure. Sitting, it's unbelievable. Well, I, you know, I can't help but go back in the Wayback Machine where, you know, I brought up the getting of the expansion rights and it was a time where another second MLS club had been tried in this market had not been successful and the league was very keen on look in a market like Los Angeles if we don't succeed the second time 
with a second club, there won't be a third time. So no pressure, you guys, but you might need to get it right. And I think that from my perspective, your perspective, John, some of the other folks, Pat Avilis, who've been here since the beginning of the beginning of the beginning, as Peter Guber would say, the, the reality has exceeded even our wildest expectations. I remember, again, when we opened the doors and one of our uh, owners, Mark Merrill, co-founder with Brandon Beck of Riot Games, was standing off by himself in the director's box, looking out on the field and the rest of the stadium. And I apologize, Joe might need to bleep this, but he just kept saying to himself, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me as he was drinking in the finished product for the first time. Then you fast forward to Miami, again, one of these experiences that you and I could have dreamed a dream, but the notion that playing at the level he continues to play at, Leo Messi would come to our league, bring a couple of his friends, and create the enthusiasm and bring the attention that he has brought. Never would have believed it, but you know, by certain metrics, whether you're looking at social media impressions around the globe, or you're looking at earned media through stories written and mentions of our brand, Inter Miami, the league that came out of that match here, multiples of what we just spoke of as possibly the greatest MLS Cup in the history of MLS Cups. Which That's just part of it. And by the way, Gareth Bale was in that game. Yes. No small no, celeb on the field. Had a, had a pretty decent moment. He did all right. <laughs> he did all right. Uh, you were kind of touching on the Messi effect, and that obviously helps Inter-Miami incredibly. We've seen the, the, the numbers rise with their social media, and that's important, and so many other parts of it are important. I've always been blown away when you look at the YouTube videos of the recaps of the games. Yeah. Even when he's not playing, it's like a million views. So it's helping Inter, but it's helping the league, and this is something that's been obviously near and dear to me. I've been able to really get back, get back into calling more games, which I'm, is an absolute thrill for me. It's my favorite thing to do. But just from the LAFC's perspective, or even other clubs, Apple TV, how has it changed the business blueprint? I think it is an absolute game changer. I think the league and people like Gary Stevenson, Seth Bacon, and others realized that we needed to do something different, and we needed to swing for the fences. And they went out and found a partnership with one of the greatest, most beloved, if not the greatest, most beloved consumer brand on the planet in Apple. And Apple does not play for fun. They play to win. And when you look at what they've done for us, just in terms of start times, the season prior to this season when we launched on MLS season pass, there were something like 62, 63 different day-time combinations where MLS clubs kicked over the yeah. course of the season. And we've all grown up being accustomed to destination, time, day, NFL, right? And the, that's the model there. And they're... we are trying to create a similar, you know that on Wednesday night, you can watch some MLS 
football from coast to coast and on a Saturday night at 7.30 the same. And we also had to deal with, and you were in the middle of this as our lead broadcaster, where's our game? Are we on one of the ESPN outlets? Are we on one of the Fox Sports outlets? Are we on local? Oh, wait a minute. There was a year where we were on Bally sometimes and KCOP, the Fox local affiliate, and it was always this puzzle. Difficult. And then you raise that another level when you have an ownership group like ours and someone says to me, hey, I'm going to be in Europe on business. I'll be in this country. We play sporting in, in, you know, in Kansas City next Wednesday. How do I watch the game? And the number of answers seemed limitless. And so now, I'm sure you've seen that graphic where it shows other sports leagues around the planet and how you consume them in different places. And for us, it's a clean sweep. We wish it was a slot machine because it comes up all apples. Right. And and it's just a game changer for us. And believe it or not, our audience is growing. Our audience is growing thanks to the product on the field, the success we've had, but also the beauty of this partnership and this distribution platform and that partner. And we're behind a paywall. But technically, everything's behind a paywall, right? With sports, I see people say that, and they're like, "Well, because c- cable's a paywall." I mean, well, and, you, don't and put your, you don't put your antenna up in your house. It's funny we're now reaching that point where you know it was all cut the cable, cut yes. the cord, cut the cord, and now people are aggregating all these individual things and saying, "Well, why can't somebody put all this together <laughs> so I can just write one check?" No, but that's not going to happen. But that's that's amazing because I think people were were ups- well, they were complaining about that, but I think they've realized what where to go, and the days, I think that's a great point that's not brought up enough, and that's, that'll take a while to, for people to get used to it, but they sure. will, and I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I do a family trip. We were in Germany a couple years ago. There was no Apple TV, and I'm watching on the, the game cast, like, oh, offside. <laughs> I was in Colombia this time. I'm in Bogota, and my wife's like, what are you screaming about? I go, well, LAFC just tied the Sounders in real time. Perfect images. Yep. So everyone's getting to enjoy that. And by the way, for us, we have always wanted to build the connection more deeply in the markets, in the countries where so many of our players are from. Exactly. Right? So we, when we had Pancho Janela, Brian Rodriguez, Diego Rossi, all from Uruguay, vying for time on their national team, wouldn't it have been beautiful if we could have pointed people oh, yeah. in Uruguay to where to watch these up-and-coming stars? They would have watched. Yes. They would have watched. But now, pick a, pick a star on any club in MLS that is on a national team or came from a big club in his country, and now those fans can follow that player. And we all know that around the globe – Number one interest in many, many countries, maybe most countries, is their national football team. And we have so many players in our league, we've always had them on our roster, who play for their national team. Yep. I can, I can say this. We had Fufu Krastev on the podcast, and when they, we published it on YouTube, the comments were going, We're big in Bulgaria yes, now? Yes, the they said, we <laughs> love seeing your goal. They were watching it. They were tuning in because that's their guy. He's been capped for Bulgaria. 
It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So these things are working. So the growth is there. So much more. We won't have time to cover everything, Larry, but I wanted to mention about the Global Club Network, which is something that we see Red Bull do, and they've done a really nice job, and it's multifold. You you get these clubs where you can develop players, where you can maintain the players within that system. They have uh, Red Bull New York, Red Bull Salzburg, Leipzig. The City Group with Man City's done it to a lesser degree of success. And now LAFC, this, this is... This is a big space, and LAFC jumping in with Bayern Munich and FC Wacker. And this is the vision of that and where you see that and where we might see some more growth with regards to that network. Yeah, look, um, this is another one of these moments. We talked about a few of them, but whoever could have dreamed that one of the biggest clubs on the planet in the game would knock on our door and say, we have this idea, and we want to do this. Equal partners, not, you know, we're the 500-pound or 5-ton gorilla, and you'll just follow us. We want an equal partner. We want an MLS club, and we think you're that MLS club. And the partnership has been incredible. Uh, The people we work with, and it's day-to-day, side-by-side, or as we would say, shoulder-to-shoulder, have been tremendous. They have been very welcoming and open, and there's a lot of connectivity going on behind the scenes. We've seen that with some of the camps, the elite camps, kids that we have sent over to participate in various camps and opportunities that FC Bayern puts on. And from a global network perspective, our aspirations in our joint venture with our partner are to be everywhere. So elsewhere in Europe, like FC Wacker, South America, hopefully Southeast Asia. We've done an affiliation that could lead to more with a residential youth academy in Gambia, which as a non-geographic guy, I had a look at, but surrounded predominantly by the country of Senegal, where many, many athletes... It is a region, it is a hotbed region for athletic talent. There have been some Gambian players in MLS that were very good. The Niasi brothers come to mind, but that's a fertile ground when it comes to football. And so I think we're still early days. The network has not fully come to life, but we're seeing, you know, early signs of what it can mean. And it's just going to get more exciting over time as we announce some other things that are in the works. And when players start to move, I think it will really start to resonate for people. Yeah, again, I think that's an important point where people say, this is just beginning, but you've got to project it in five years or ten years. This is a long-term plan for LAFC with Apple TV. Uh, This is very exciting stuff. I have one idea we can maybe pop in there. What about an Inside LAFC podcast, us two? Live from Oktoberfest with the Byron folks next year. It sounds dangerous, <laughs> but I think we're in. Uh, we, we actually, uh, Ryan, yes. Ryan Bashara, uh, who heads up revenue and data strategy for us, and Stacy Johns, our CFO, COO, uh, went to a partnership event that was hosted by our partners, FC Bayern Munich, with their corporate partners. And the only thing I'm going to tell you, Max, that might give you pause, 
is you have to dress the part. Oh, boy. So I, you oh. and I would both have to be prepared to put on the shorts with the suspenders and the shoes with the, the, the long socks and the and hat some and of the whatever. And no pause at all, Larry. <laughs> if, if, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's go. Uh, the list of things that have come up in 2023, this will be looked upon as, I think, that the benchmark year is incredible as the past has been, but what has happened. LAFC2 coming to MLS Next Pro. It was the youngest team in MLS Next Pro, and it was, I, it was clearly viewed as a, a grounds to develop players for the first team, which yes. it did. It had that famous win over Monterey Bay. Amazing. Uh, LAFC2 is off and running. We have seen the results. We know the academy system is in place here, yeah. and the talent is in these hills here in Los Angeles and Southern California. Where does it go? How do we continue to see this thing grow? I think, I think again, it's a little bit, you know, in terms of our life cycle as a club, as much as we've seen success, two supporter shields, an MLS Cup, this will be five playoff appearances in six seasons, we're just at the beginning. And so we look at some of the more successful academies in our league, Dallas, Philadelphia with the Aronson brothers, right? And we look at that and say, we're going to get there. We are going to get there. And I think there's, um, it is important to be patient and not get, you know, when we were in Vegas and the wins, losses, were not that favorable and when we brought on steve you know a lot of the negative social media commentary was wait a minute this guy couldn't yeah. even win games yeah. in vegas but we all know that that second team also serves a very important person when the fixture congestion hits its height and it's taking its toll on the first team players and you need to spell people for a game. Guys are injured. And you see that now with LAFC too, but you also see that path. And it's a beautiful path. Sure and look, uh, I, for one, will never get tired of telling the Eric Duena story. And Sitting in the stands as a kid to play and, and, and being on That's our, what you want as and a our first 12 and under team, right? What more could you ask for than a story like that? And we both, you know... I am not the expert, John, Steve, Marco, they're the experts, but the eye test tells me that there's a big future ahead for Eric Duenas. Yep, and so many guys like Nathan Ordaz and Julian Gaines that have all come through LAFC Absolutely. Just because you brought up Las Vegas, Steve said this to us this week, someone brought up, when did you learn more, the championship year or this 2023 with some more adversity? He goes, the year that I learned more was the year in Vegas, yeah. more so than these two years combined. Yeah. So. It helped shape our coach, who has uh, broke all sorts of ground as a championship coach. Yeah, look, um, it is always very, very difficult when you face adversity and things don't go the right way. And the first time as an organization we really saw that from a football perspective was that initial game against the Galaxy, which I wish we could forget but you can't. And John's reaction to that was very, you know, stoic and reasonable while some of us were highly emotional uh, and a wreck. 
He just said, we will be better for this, and you will see down the line when, when that comes to pass. And I think we all have seen it on a number of occasions. The scars are good. The yeah, scars, man. You need to. You need yeah. to learn. When you fall, you go, oh, I'm not fragile. Larry, that's been fantastic. Thank you for these well, updates. Thank this you for a, having me. This was good podcast. Larry Friedman, co-president of LAFC on the Inside LAFC podcast. Rate, review, download, subscribe. We'll be back getting ready for the, the final two weeks of the regular season and the postseason. Lots to look forward to. Thank you, Max. Mm -hmm.